Gascast today, we are going to be talking about the the weather rampage that just seems to be uh, hitting the U.S. right now. It just seems to be uh, hitting all around. There's always chaos around the world, it seems, and we just don't know what to do with it. But uh, right now, we're gonna be we're gonna be looking at the history making heat that is, that is spread after the, this weekend, uh, after last weekend, I guess. This is an older one. It says history making heat set to spread after weekend of triple digit temperatures. It was hot. I didn't want to be out there. I did go on a good backpacking run because I wanted to get into the craziest weather I could with a uh, about a fifty or sixty pounds worth of equipment on my back, and I done a good mile or so uh, hike with just that on me. And, uh, you know, just trying to get ready for all this hiking we're going to be doing because I'm getting old. All right. So we're going to look at some of the current news that's going on right now. We got um, the Ukraine war live updates. We're seeing wheat prices jump as Russia terminates the Black Sea grain deal. Two dead in Crimea bridge blast. So we got um, we had a bridge blast in Crimea, killed a couple people. And um Let's see, the 12-mile road and rail bridge, which connects Russia to the Crimean Peninsula that Moscow annexed illegally from Ukraine in 2014, has been a key artery for Russian troops fighting in Ukraine and was personally opened by Vladimir Putin as, as a point of national pride. Explosions were heard before dawn. Reuters reports uh, traffic has been halted on the bridge. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> there's been explosions. So, yeah, we had that happen. And we, it's something we're continuously seeing in the Ukraine war, you know, attacks on infrastructure. That's just, you know, a given. But the bigger question seems to be coming now when we're seeing these um, attacks on these nuclear facilities after Zelensky called for a uh, nuclear uh, or he warned of a nuclear event. Um, you know, so a lot of people are wondering if Zelensky may be staging these to draw in help. Uh, from the world community to try and, you know, kind of um, make it seem like Russia's attacking them, uh, their nuclear infrastructure or using or uh, like dirty bombs to attack them. Um, but yeah, they, it's wild over there, man. We live in unprecedented times. It seems like um, we ain't seen nothing like this since the beginning of the last century. So I guess the beginning of every century is heralded in with war, chaos and destruction. And, and a bunch of places collapsed. We got black Spider-Man. No, no, man. Spidey's asking if my phone got hacked. No, buddy. I sent you a uh, a video. I don't know if it came through, but no, that, that code I sent you is legit, dude. So I hope it helps you out. I've used it before. And uh, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. This is just that how creators connect and talk and help. Uh, but the Ukraine's army has succeeded in retaking some territory from occupying Russian forces over the course of its counteroffensive, defense officials say, and have reclaimed roughly seven square miles of land in the country south and east in the last week. So, heck yeah, man. That's what um, 80 some odd billion dollars does. Yeah. All right. So, we have, an, uh, we, they've caught a new serial killer. It seems to be here late. Like, you didn't hear nothing about serial killers, hardly any, since the, uh, you know, I'd I'd say I don't know. Lord Jeffrey Dahmer was like the last one I heard a lot about, but it seems like we've had three or four serial killers. Uh, you had the one that was in um, down in uh, California, then you had the one, and I think it, uh, was it um, Indiana, and now you have the Giglo Beach serial killers cold case. Uh, so the DA's catching this guy. Flood of evidence has come in since suspects arrest in Giglo Beach. This might be the one. I, this might be the one that. 
that uh, was down there in uh, California. I might be wrong. But investigators have reached a flood, received a flood of evidence and information related to the suspect charged in some of the Giglow Beach killings since his arrest Thursday. Suffolk County District Attorney told CNN on Monday, we feel we can prove these three murderers, Ray Tierney said on <clears throat> Ray Tierney. Man, that's a that name rhymes. Uh, Lord help us. Uh, Ray Tierney said on CNN this morning, Rex Humerman, 59, was arrested and charged with murder in the killings of three of the Giglow Four, a group of women whose remains were unearthed near Long Island, Giglow Beach in 2010. Hey, okay, so this is not the one in California. This is one in New York. He has pleaded not guilty to the killings of Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Costello. He is also the prime suspect in the 2007 disappearance and killing of the fourth woman, Maureen Brainerd Barnes. According to the bail application for prosecutors, though he has yet to be charged in the case, we're also confident that we're going to be able to eventually charge that fourth murder, Tyranny said. So, like I said, we're, we're living in some chaotic times. Uh, we're living in insane times. We're living in um, pure insanity, pure chaos. Lord, help us all. I mean, literally, Lord, just give us strength through these times. Um, we have the sticky note bandit dressed as a woman. So this just sounds like, um, how do we know he was just dressed as a woman and he wasn't a transgender and, and he, and his pronouns are not they, he, and their, um, I, I want to know that they, they've misgendered this person. They may have possibly misgendered this person, which is now a felony in the United States. Did you know that was a felony to misgender somebody? Man, my, uh, most of my family will be arrested for, under these felony charges just because we didn't know, you know, we're just a bunch of dumb rednecks, you know, that's what all, all the internet keeps telling us, you know, we, we got that stereotype thrown on us a long time ago. We just ain't been able to shake it because part of the time we are just a bunch of stupid rednecks. But yeah, I think the, the prisons are going to be overflowing with stupid rednecks that just misgendered somebody the wrong way. You dag them stupid rednecks. Why are you, why are you misgendering people? Aren't you woke? Need to go drink some Bud Light. No, no, I'm not suggesting go drink Bud Light. But yeah, a man dressed as a woman walked into three Texas uh, bikes. You know, what if this, this may not be misgendering. This may be a case of this guy's not only robbing banks, but he is committing um, sexual appropriation, which is the brother to cultural appropriation. Um, but I don't know. I digress. Again, share this uh, out to your friends. Get people involved in these questions in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, now, hey, let us know what you think about that in the comments. Was this man misgendered or was he se committing sexual appropriation? And will we see uh, f uh, federal laws passed to prosecute people that appropriate, uh, se commit acts of sexual appropriation uh, very soon? So a man dressed as a woman walked into three Texas banks this month and handed Teller sticky notes with threatening messages demanding cash, earning him the nickname Sticky Note Bandit. The FBI said, let me know in the comments right now what you think those threats were. I'm going to cut the cheese. Did he have a block of cheese in his hand when he said that? Um, but let me know what you think these threatening notes said in the comments down here. Uh, Heidi Country Girl says, man, many serial killers work in hospitals. Now, you ain't lying about that. We got at least two movies about it, and we've seen a whole two or three years of it happening, you know, because they were getting paid to serial kill, you know. Hey, they got COVID. You're a serial killer. I'm going to kill this around here. 
actually had a friend who was in the Huntsville hospital. And if she had not got her phone back after they had took it, they was going to let her just sit in there and die. Finally, their, her family come and got her out, took her to a different hospital with doctors they knew and trusted, I believe. Uh, the man who hasn't been arrested or publicly identified left two of the Houston area banks with undisclosed sums. The Bureau's Violent Crime Task Force said in a pre press release. So be watching for those sticky notes. If you see one, tuck and roll, my friends, tuck and roll. Um, and so we, we have another train derailment. Now, now again, we have uh, over a thousand train derailments in America every year, but it seems we've had this uptick in trains carrying hazardous materials being derailed. So right now they are evacuating the area. Uh, I'm going to play this video um, with a little more this is detail. A heads up here as we have homes being evacuated after this train carrying hazardous materials has derailed outside of Philadelphia. They're saying that this is a 40 car CSX Norfolk Southern train. Derailing hey, in Montgomery girl. County, Pennsylvania. This was just before 5 a.m. This has prompted emergency crews to respond to the area of White Marsh Township. They say that between 15 and 20 of the derailed cars were carrying Thank hazardous follow, materials. Sanders. This is prompting a level hey, two Cody. hazmat response. So officials have evacuated houses and businesses. People getting knocks on the door very early this morning, waking them up running them out of their home because of this. So around this area of the derailment, as a precaution, they've evacuated all these places. And again, there are up to 20 derailed cars here leaking hazardous materials. As you can see here, all the cars kind of bent up there on the tracks. And this is just an ongoing situation. I want to make sure that everyone around here knows there's no known injuries at this time, and we do not know if, if this had ever caught fire. What I see and what I hear right now, it has not, which is good, but still this could be leaking into local waterways and contaminating the surrounding area. So again, this evacuation is ordered after this derailment. Follow me on Twitter for more breaking news and updates. Hit that subscribe button for more. This has been done. All right, so yeah, yeah, and my, uh, my my good friend, my mentor, Redhead Rebel, the one who helped me start all of this social media, uh, she she is mentioning it reminds me of Close Encounters of the Third Kind when they evacuated the town to allow the UFO uh, to come into the mountain base. Also, when you look at, I think it was Super Eight, that was similar to what they did there. Um, but yeah, we're we're seeing just a mass amount of the hazardous materials. Uh, that are being uh, transported around the country, you know, ending up in these train wrecks. We're used to, I mean, people say, well, we have thousands of train wrecks every year. This happens all the time. We don't always have this amount of, you know, evacuation disasters happening every year that I'm aware of. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to say that maybe I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, just, this is why you need to have a plan. This is why you need to have a bug out bag. This is why you need to have... Um, you know, you know, your your family well versed in what you're going to do if a disaster happens because you may have to get up and get out. You may have to evacuate. That might be a nuclear event in a large major city near you. Now, I, I live near Atlanta. Um, I live I live pretty close to Atlanta. I live pretty close to Nashville. I believe Nana, uh, Nana, Atlanta. I believe Atlanta would probably be more likely to be hit with a nuclear bomb 
than anywhere just because it's got you know a lot it's a major hub for the south it's got um it's got the cdc whatnot so we're seeing a lot of that um and you know we're seeing everything across the board red's bringing up the um the um encounters of the third kind we're seeing so much ufo and uap action it's insane now, i personally don't believe in aliens i do believe this has got something to do with uh extra dimensional beings maybe i'm a little crazy for believing that but uh some of the things that i've seen lead me to believe we are encountering things that we've never seen we're seeing uh technologies that we don't supposedly have and the government's finally admitting it uh, red me and you need to do a, do a podcast about that and you need to talk to tom and see if he wants to do it um, because I've been trying to get a hold of Tom for a while to do one, and, and I don't know if he's just busy or he's forgot or whatnot, but we, we need to set that up sometime soon. Yeah, Craig Okra J219 says he does not remember this many um, chemical disasters, uh, train derailments type situations in this short amount of time. We've seen just a ton of them, just like we've seen a, a, a big uh you know uptick in attacks on our infrastructure it's like we're being tested you know our, our infrastructure is being tested because some of the things i was listening to dan bongino the other day and some of the things he was saying was that a certain unnamed country is wanting to um you know they had a person defect to our country and that person let you know kind of let let off that you know it's going to be this, this next world war is going to be completely different they're going to fight this with viruses driving virus, you know, releasing viruses in this country. And then it's going to be coupled with um, attacks on our infrastructure. Now, think about that. Uh, you're sick as sick as a dog and your hospital's about out of diesel fuel uh, that's been running its generators for a couple of days and they've still not figured out what's keeping the infrastructure crashed or down. Then throw on top of that, you got a couple um, agents, you know, that have slipped in through the border uh, go out with a couple firearms with some real, really good precise shots and su shut down the power grids in a major city. Uh, you think about that, then you have a bunch of trains that are derailed at the same time. Um, and then possibly an electromagnetic pulse get, uh, gets detonated from uh, a weather balloon, you know, because that last weather balloon we shot down actually was big enough to have carried, you know, a warhead of some type and it, it would be in the higher upper atmosphere where you would need to detonate a nuclear device a low yield nuclear device that would cause a carrington effect type uh cascade of electromagnetic uh waves that would just hit the whole you know major parts of the country and so while before and before that you're hitting you're you're shutting down these water companies that you have you know algorithms and computers and and different setups that are releasing certain amount of chemicals into the water that we drink to keep it healthy, keep it from killing us. So right before that, you weren't even able to put up any good clean water uh, because that happened. And then you, the trains were all derailed. And so you weren't, you know, the stores weren't getting shipped. Think about that big spaghetti mess right there. Yeah. And then we have all this insane weather, this insane heat. You imagine how many of the elderly would pass away in this heat. Um, one of the big things that um, I heard, I was listening. I listened to a lot of T.D. Jakes uh, when I listened to preaching. I just, I just like that good fired up preaching, that good Holy Ghost revival. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do that, Red, uh, soon, within the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we'll do it on Riverside. 
Yeah, so we're getting a podcast confirmed right here during the podcast. Red's wanting to do um, one on on uh, disclosure, so we'll be looking at that. But um, you imagine, you know, with what we're seeing with these high temperatures, and I was listening to T.D. Jackson. He was talking about people were dying in the prison system. Uh, believe it. now, this may be exclusive just to Texas, but a majority of the prisons in America are, do not have air conditioning. Okay, because they want to make prison uncomfortable for those who have to go. Um, and so then you imagine you put someone that my, my grandmother's 89 and her health, she's held out pretty good in her health, but we're starting to see some things happen, but just because she's that old. And then you look at the people in these nursing homes that are built to, to, uh, they're insulated and you look at the modern homes, how well insulated they are. And then you think about it. Um, what would happen if you did not have, uh, heating and cooling? Now, during the winter, you might be able to get by with that. But during the summer, the house is not built to move air like houses were in prior generations. Now, many houses were built with high windows and they didn't have the mass insulation that they have now because they used wood heat and they really didn't need it as as much. Sometimes they would insulate with sawdust, but air was made to move, had high windows. So the cool air sinks, hot air rises. So it would create an airflow in the house. Then they also had um, things that like root cellars, you know, or basements. If it got really bad, they just go down underground and cool off with the with the taters and carrots. But we're we're not set up for that. So you imagine during all that kind of chaos, we had um, all this insane weather, and we would see elderly dying. Oh, thank you, thank you for that hat there, my friend, Funny J thirty five five three. My wife does work in uh, healthcare, so. And there has been times where, you know, that these healthcare facilities have to, you know, like an AC unit tears up and they have to use other means like bring in portable AC units and whatnot to kind of cool it down in there because it gets really hot. The AC's not running at full temp. They get somebody in there to work on it and it's just burning up hot. I've been in factories, you know, working where people have had, you know, heart attacks, uh, their blood pressure, you know, just shot sky high. We had a man die at one of the factories I worked at. He had got, he had, had to go home the day before because of um, heart issues. The blood, his blood pressure got extremely high. And then he comes back the next day and he dies of a heart attack right there, you know, in the middle of the machine aisle. And so you imagine in this day and age, how unprepared we are, to, to face these elements. And we had someone bring up climate change, whether you believe in it or not, we're seeing, you know, heat that we are not acclimatized to because we're used to sitting into, uh, sitting inside under the AC and you, you gotta, you're going to throw a body like that into it. Plus you think about it, we have made it extremely easy for people to live. So there are going to be some people that would not have survived, you know, in the old days and what, what you know, that things would have killed them off back then and they're not going to be able to survive that. People don't think about that, how we've made it so easy. Some people that wouldn't have had to suffer that because they'd have just died early on. Well, then they're going to face it and their bodies are not going to be able to handle it. So you can easily see what we're, we're possibly dealing with here and now in the U S if we didn't have power. All right. So I'm trying to move this screen here. So Oh, I'm having all kinds of issues today with my technology. There we go. We'll get it over here out of the way. All right. So uh, we have 
We have this warning issued for more than 100 million across America. Temperatures will be potentially deadly. The National Weather Service warned in a bulletin. Um, it says temperature records are forecast to be broken Sunday as a dangerous heat wave. And this was uh, up, you know, this has been updated. This is July 16th. Um, uh, so this was yesterday. Um, but it's been, uh, forecast to be broken Sunday as a dangerous heat wave threatens large swaths of the country with potentially deadly triple digit highs. Take the heat seriously and avoid time outdoors. The National Weather Service warned in a bulletin early Sunday. Temperatures will reach levels that pose a health risk and are potentially deadly to anyone without effective cooling and or adequate hydration. Heat is the leading weather-related killer in the U.S. Excessive heat warnings and advisories are in effect from Pacific Northwest California and the Great Basin to parts of the Southern Plains, Central Gulf Coast, and Southern tip of Florida, the bulletin said. Um, and so one thing that says what to know Phoenix had its 16th consecutive day of 110 degree or higher temperatures Saturday, putting it on a track to beat the longest measured stretch of heat, a stretch of such heat. The record was 18 days in 1974. Um, firefighters are battling three separate brush fires in blistering heat and low humidity in sparsely populated hilly areas southeast of Los Angeles. So you got to understand when you are a fireman, you are wearing very heavily, you know, insulated turnout gear and your own oxygen with masks on during this place. So you have the added heat of the blaze you're fighting. Then you have the added heat of the the summer weather. Cause I, I was a fireman at one time. I had to train in this in the summer and it was uncomfortable then. And they kept, we kept Gatorades and water around, had plenty of water. So I can imagine times when these guys are waiting on maybe a shipment of water or something to hydrate their bodies, and they're just sitting out there broiling. And, and there's no relief because you're sitting on around areas that are generating, that are releasing heat from the fires. Uh, says excessive rain and flash flooding are possible across the Northeast, along with the isolated threat of thunders, uh, severe thunderstorms. And we see that happening in Pennsylvania. Uh, they had some flash floods. Um, and uh, we had... Um, um, five people killed and two children missing in those floods. So, um, yeah, that ain't no good folks. We, uh, you gotta be mindful of what's happening around you. It's real easy. Like the other day I had, we had some rain come down, um, just, just out of the blue, a little thunderstorm. And I was out driving and it was already flooding the roads. And you, that, that's the times when you see people hydroplaning and having wrecks. Um, so they're talking about this heat's going to spread after the weekend, uh, of the tri triple digits. You're going to see more areas that are going to be experiencing this. Now this is coming from NBC's, um, this goes on to say a history making heat wave that bakes Southern U S communities with triple digit temperatures over the weekend will offer little relief this weekend and could spread dangerous conditions farther across the Sun Belt. About a third of U.S. residents were under excessive heat advisories or warning Sunday, warning Sunday after as firefighters fought fast moving brush fires in Southern California. Temperatures neared 130 degrees Fahrenheit in Death Valley. You imagine 130 degrees Fahrenheit. That's insane. Um, including El Paso, Texas, marked a month of 100 plus a month. You imagine that a, a month of 100 plus temperatures. Um, 
Let's see here. Okay, so I, I like to listen to Ryan Hall, and he's got he's got a big take on this that we need to consider with hurricane season coming. And I'm going to turn that on, and we're going to let you listen to that. The threat for hurricanes in the near future is rapidly increasing because right now, the Atlantic Ocean is hotter than it's ever been before. And hot we'll oceans are like jet fuel for hurricanes. But things are currently very Thanks, quiet man, in the it. tropics. There's something stopping big storms from forming. In this video, I'm going to explain what that thing is and what's going to happen when it goes away. The Atlantic Ocean is like a ticking time bomb right now with all of these crazy sea surface temperatures. We've been keeping track of this stuff since 1854, and no other year year comes close to comparing with what we're dealing with right now. Just look at this map showing where the waters are warmer than usual. Everything is steaming hot out there. One of the hottest spots is down here near Florida, where just the other day a 98.5 degree water temperature was recorded. 98.5. That's like a daggone hot tub. And we can even zoom way out and continue to see those 90 degree waters across a huge region of the Atlantic. This is not normal and could lead to disaster if a hurricane was able to interact with it. Check out this map showing the current maximum hurricane potential out there. If given the perfect conditions, a huge chunk of the Atlantic could support a Category 4 or 5 hurricane right now. And the crazy thing is, we are at the very beginning of hurricane season. We are nowhere near the peak or when the waters are supposed to be at their hottest. But if things are really that primed for hurricanes out there, then where are all the hurricanes? You see, things are pretty calm right now, mainly due to a combination of Saharan dust and vertical winds which stunt the growth of tropical storms. The larger deterrent of these two is wind shear, which is basically when all the winds up in the atmosphere start changing speed and direction with being currently and it's acting as a shield keeping all the big storms away. And earlier this year, we thought this pattern would carry through the entire season due to the fact that El Nino was ramping up. You see, when the waters around the equatorial Pacific start getting really warm like they are right now, we call that El Nino, and with El Nino, you'll get a bunch of storm activity over here in the Pacific, leading to a lot of hostile trade winds and wind shear in the Atlantic. So with the forecast calling for a strong El Nino just a few months ago, it was seemingly safe to say that this wind shear would continue, therefore leading to an average or slightly below average hurricane season. But things are starting to change as new forecast data is coming out. We're still going to have an El Nino, but it's looking less likely that this one will become excessively strong. The waters in the Pacific might only get moderately warmer than usual, leading to less frequent storms around the equator and therefore less overall trade winds and wind shear. If these upper air winds calm down even for a little bit, our ticking time bomb could explode. And I think that's more likely to happen with a weaker El Nino in place. Any storm that's allowed to form in this environment is looking with me. Just the other day, they updated their official 2023 hurricane forecast to reflect this new information. In April, the university only thought there was going to be around 13 named cyclones, six hurricanes, and three major hurricanes. And the reason for these somewhat low numbers was partly because of El Nino's wind shear influence across the Atlantic. But after seeing these new projections, along with the unprecedented warmth in the Atlantic, they upped everything. Now, according to Colorado State University, we are expecting up to 18 named storms, nine hurricanes, and four major hurricanes. This is a big difference and would actually classify this season as an above-average hurricane season if it verifies. On top of that, their new forecast states that the mainland U.S. is at greater risk than usual for experiencing a direct hit from a major hurricane. Usually, the probability of a direct hit by a Cat 3 Plus here in the States is around 43%. 
and this new outlook is boasting a bold 50% chance. And I agree with the meteorologists at Colorado State University. In fact, I would go as far to say they might still be conservative even with their new updated forecast. And I'll just go ahead and put it out there that I think that we could see 19 named storms, 10 of those being hurricanes, and five being major hurricanes. And the reason why I think we could see up to five major hurricanes, category three or higher, is because of the massive amount of energy that's out there. If these storms do actually form, a lot of them are going to get very strong very quickly. Even if we don't see 18 or 19 named storms and we only see 14, 15, or 16, I still think five major hurricanes is a possibility because of the locked and loaded nature of the Atlantic Ocean right now. I think that August and September will be very active and we so that's kind of giving you an idea of what they're expecting. Um, and so we're already seeing flash flooding. We, we're already seeing it now in the South. We've seen a lot of rain. We've seen a lot of, um, of, uh, of storms, thunderstorms, uh, you know, high wind activity. Uh, Pennsylvania just had this flash flood that killed five people and you have two children that are missing. So, you you need to be mindful. You, that's why I emphasize having, you know, small go kits in your car. Uh, you may be trapped somewhere because of a flash flood. You may be trapped somewhere because of a winter storm. We have people dying in Buffalo in cars because they were not prepared. We have people trapped on a freeway a couple years back um, for, for like probably 24 hours, I think, or 48 hours, and they were not prepared. You need to have preparations for these things. You know, I, I talk a lot about different things uh, being prepared, but the biggest thing to be prepared for is just the eventuality of being caught in the middle of a disaster and you're not at your home. You're not near a shelter. You don't have uh, a, a facility you can go to to get food close by. Um, it may be shut down. It may be getting loaded. You don't want to get in the middle of that. Um, put yourself in that dangerous situation. So it's good to have water. It's good to have food. You need to have you know, a certain amount of drinking water, at least you know, the, the FEMA suggests to have at least three days of it and, and changes of clothing and ability to make fire and have shelter and whatnot. And that's always good to have a way to keep yourself warm, disinfect water uh, in case you're in a prolonged situation. Um, there, we have tons of resources with Edge 29 Chaos on all our social media platforms, as well as on our uh, website. So go check out s29chaos.com and you can find those resources. We have blog entries. We have disaster preparedness news, um, blog entries that we put out just about daily now to keep you up to date. So go hit that sub list. Uh, we have all of our links to all of our major sponsors, which we're going to give a shout out to ReadyWise because they're always taking care of us. They are taking orders for their pro meals. When uh, these go live and you're not pre-ordering them, you will be able to use our uh, Chaos 10 uh, code to save 10%. Uh, we also have fire starters like Blackbeard fire starters. You can hit them up 10% uh, with code EDGE. Um, and, and if you're looking for a good knife, your most important tool, this is a new knife we just got from Odin Wolf. You can use code EDGE 10 to save 10%. At the Odin Wolf uh, Red, uh, the Odin Odin Wolf website, we have a link in through our uh, bio description on our link page, and that's going to help you get a good knife. These are full tang, and it's four twenty stainless. This one, so it's going to be something easy to sh to, keep, to shape and sharpen. 
uh, something you're mainly going to use for skinning, but they have other knives, 440 stainless steel knives, uh, 440 stain, uh, C stainless steel knives, which is a, a good moderate steel for a beginner. And they got knives from $20 to $40, so you're not going to major, you're going to hit the bank majorly. Um, so that's, that's going to save you uh save you uh 10% with code edge 10 with that. So go check them out. And then if you're looking to put up more extensive food sources, uh, like your dry beans and rice, which is the staple of most preparedness enthusiasts, uh, go check out pack fresh USA and use code edge to save 10% there. Um, and we have many other sponsors on that page. You can go and check out and then you can check out our Amazon store too. While you're at it, uh, you go to our Amazon store, uh, through, again, through the link in the bio, it's in that, that page of links and we're going to have gear that we've tested gear that our friends have tested that we know is tried and true and you can buy through that and we get a certain percentage that does help us keep this going y'all are currently paying for our canva pro uh our canva pro uh subscription so we thank you for that you're you currently have paid for another year of our website to run we thank you for that we appreciate the, you for that you've paid for content because we're able to get the gear we need to go out and do the backpacking trips the bushcrafting uh, trips and your support just watching the videos clicking the links that helps us get companies that want to work with us so we thank you and we appreciate you for that we have some great things coming down the path with h29 cast preparedness um we've got some apps we're working with um and so hey god's good he's taking care of the um he's taking care of the podcast slash uh, content machine that is 20 is 29 chaos and we appreciate you uh go check out the chaos cast go check out the chaos chronicles um we had a request from our friend caveman down there <laughs> he's he's wanting more of the apocalypse tales so we'll be we'll, i'm currently working on a graphic novel um and i'm gonna try and get that up soon so be watching for that on um be watching for that on the website um again hey we're just trying to help folks we hope y'all help us help folks so go check those sponsors out so finally we'll, oh, dang it. <laughs> finally we wanted to look at um uh let's see here i've got the link down here there we go uh the canadian wildfires um uh, we're currently uh safe prep was in here earlier and and he's in tennessee i work in you know Tennessee, right on the state line, and we're currently experiencing y'all smoke from Canada. Y'all can have it back. My friend Scammy was in here. If he's still in here, Scammy, you can have your you can have y'all smoke back. But yeah, imagine you know we have the air quality, we have um, we have you know the pollen, we have the smoke, we have uh, if you was watching during that Ryan Hall uh, weather debrief. Um, that they were you were talking about the the Sahara, uh, the winds from the Sahara blow. You know they're blowing a dust the dust storm over in our direction. So we're gonna have particulate after we're gonna have all kinds of particulates in the air. You're gonna have pollen. You're gonna have uh, you know the 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 particulates from the smoke. You're gonna have uh sand. You're gonna be breathing in all kinds of stuff and. No telling what has been released into the air from all of these hazardous uh, materials being spilled in, uh, being spilled from these um, these train wrecks. So, yeah, it, it's it is a little crazier times than we've ever seen. Um, 
so folks have your bags be prepared we're, we're at a higher threat of a nuclear war than we've been in my lifetime that i can ever remember um since the ussr collapsed um we're at a higher uh threat for war like actual war with somebody that can kick our butts uh or at least do some massive damage than i've ever seen in our lifetime uh since the, the ussr collapsed um we're more uh, at risk right now for a uh, catastrophic financial uh, collapse than we've ever seen. Uh, inflation is just insane right now. We're seeing a mass amount of stuff going on um, in our uh, in our uh, country and our world right now. The world's in chaos. You know, we we're constantly on the edge of chaos, but we're entering into it. Good to see you, Durf, coming in. And my friend, Beanie, just Beanie. Beanie changes her name every couple days, and I can't ever keep up with who she is. I might have argued with her for all I know and thought it was somebody else. But um, <laughs> I hope that ain't happened. <laughs> you ain't come in here screwing me like that, have you, Beanie? Beanie's one of my top mods. You got her, Caveman, Durf. Uh, Sarah Lou and um, Kate Four Seven, uh, Big John comes in and mods sometimes, but he's a fellow creator, uh, outdoorsman, uh, survivalist, and man of faith. He's always sharing those good words every day. I love watching him and my friend Art Wildman on YouTube. Give him a shout out. Uh, Art Wildman's always posting good inspirational uh, memes and scriptures, so you can go check him out on YouTube. I really would like to see this big group of, you know, good, strong men in leadership out, you know, in the outdoors community rise up. My friend Chris Spears also, go check him out. Um, he ministers to, you know, unfathered youth and teaches them outdoor skills through his programs he's developing. Um, God's on the move. In the midst of all this chaos, God is still God. God is still on the move. And I don't counsel you to be afraid during these times. What I counsel you to be is precautious and prepared. And I don't tell you these things to cause you to be afraid. I tell you these things and, and keep you up to date on these things so that you will understand the necessity of being prepared for certain situations. But I'm going to tell you, in the midst of all this, there's only so much preparation you can do within yourself. I've always said this uh, since the very beginning. My main preparation is my relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Um, I am a man of faith. I've been a minister for 20 years, licensed through the Church of God International, uh, through their Alabama uh, and Tennessee um, headquarters. And, you know, I, I've I've never seen what seems more like the end times than now. We're seeing what seems like daily um, signs that we were that I read about in the Bible, in Revelations, and Daniel, and um, Isaiah, and Ezekiel, Jeremiah. Um, I'm seeing more of that every day. Uh, I'm seeing more of these things. I just seen recently where a young man was talking about the UN is going to be requiring people to have a chip under their skin to be able to participate in the new digital economy with controllable cryptocurrencies and the like that they're going to be issuing out. So in the midst of all this, 
it's getting chaotic. It's said they want us to be so sick of the chaos and so so ready for things to get back to normal that we will be willing to comply with everything. And I tell you, don't be willing to comply with a tyrannistic form of government. I will tell you, be ready to comply with taking care of yourself and your family because they'd never have your best interests at heart no matter what they say. They just use that to claim power. And my relationship with Christ has always, you know, given me that preparation that no matter what, I am going to be prepared because he's out, he sees what I can't see. He prepares me for what I can't uh, be prepared for. Um, the thing I look at right now, you know, there's a lot of atheists that would try to argue me down, tell me that God's not real, try to explain to me scientifically why I'm not real. But I, I believe they're only looking at certain parts of the science. They ignore other parts that they don't want to talk about because it doesn't spread their narrative. But you cannot disprove Christ to me. And, and it doesn't have anything to do with science because there's things that are beyond our science. Uh, we even have science admitting that with the multiverse theory uh, where they're saying there may be a multiverse where um, matter can be created nor destroyed because it's scientific law in this universe. It can't be created nor destroyed. Um, so that's the thing we need to look at. They, they're may, they, they, they do not know everything, even though they try to pretend to. I have seen more coincidences that have been in my favor This seemed like there was a divine hand working my life than I could ever statistically equate for. It's statistically impossible the amount of coincidences I've seen in my life. So that to me rules it as no longer coincidences, but it is a hand guiding my life. I'm still here. I've been taken care of. I should not have been able to, to even grow up in a good home, but I did because of the things my father and my mother dealt with, because of the things, the place that I live. You don't see people like me being produced in the place I live. You see people moving away to keep their kids from ending up like the kids in this neighborhood. So the Lord is taking care of me. I've seen his divine hand working in my life. I've seen so many times where I was not prepared or I thought we were not going to make it through this situation. And it was divinely provided by people that I didn't never even think would even care about what I was dealing with or would actually want the opposite of me making it through, providing for me. But God is taking care of me. And I counsel you now, if you are looking for strength in this time, you can find it in God through his son, Jesus Christ, who made that sacrifice on the cross on Calvary so that you could be uh, repented from your sin, be forgiven for your sins and repent it and have remission and be living in his grace. As I talk about the Lord in these podcasts, I always like to try and come from Max Lucado's grace for the moment because I feel like we need more grace now than we've ever needed. If you don't think you need grace, I'm going to, I'm going to counsel you, you do need grace because we are humans. We are not super powerful. We do not know tomorrow. We do not know what, we do not know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what our tomorrow holds. It always pays to have a little grace because grace is God helping you in your life. But with the thing, the unforeseen things you may be facing, Deuteronomy 31 and 8 coming, God is in your corner. We're coming uh, from this devotion today from Max Lucado's book, The Great House of God. He says the title is God is in your corner. Deuteronomy 31 and 8, the Lord himself will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forget you. Max goes on to say this. When I was seven years old, I ran away from home. I'd had enough of my father's rules and decided I could make it on my own. Thank you very much. 
With my clothes in a paper bag, I stormed out the back gate and marched down the alley. But I didn't go far. I got to the end of the alley and remembered I was hungry. So I went back home. Though, though the rebellion was brief, it was rebellion nonetheless. And had you stopped me on that prodigal path, I just might have told you how I felt. I just might have said, I don't need a father. I'm too big for the rules of my family. I didn't hear the rooster crow like Peter did. I didn't feel the fish belts like Jonah did. I didn't get a robe and a ring and sandals like the prodigal did. But I learned from my father on earth what those three learned from their father in heaven. Our God is no fair weather father. He's not into this love them and leave them stuff. I can count on him to be in my corner no matter how I perform. You can too. I like that. Um, God is not, not this evil punishing being sitting up there with a book just to try and throw you away. Um, God cares about you. God gave his only begotten son so that you could be free from sin, that you could receive forgiveness for sin. Something that humans brought on themselves through their decisions. When we read in the word, um, we were born into that type of sin with a basic slavery. You know, um, we, we gave away our freedom for a fruit and that sounds crazy, but there was one rule that man had to live by and they broke. it. But despite that, God, but despite that, God decided to make a way. God made a way for you. Barb says, I wish that was true. Barb, it is. There's a lot of people that would tell you it is not, but I'm telling you it is from my own personal experience. I don't have, I'm not bringing you a bunch of papers and stats you can't understand. I'm bringing to you my experience. Though times were bad, I had comfort in my soul. Though times were bad, something intervened and made it better. And I hope today you will find that hope that I found in Christ. I don't want to live in a bleak world with no hope and no hand of help. My faith comes from Jesus is in Jesus Christ. My faith comes from what I've seen him do. He's proven himself for me. I put my faith in him and I've seen him work in my life. And, I, and I'm going to pray for everybody today at the end of this. You know, we, we, we're we seeing all this crazy stuff. You could have your house destroyed by a tornado next week. You could have your car washed away in a flood tomorrow. You could have the, um, your your livestock burned up in a fire from uh, embers from a forest fire. You could walk into the grocery store and not be able to find enough food to feed your children. But I'm going to tell you, in the end, I have the comfort of Christ that whether I'm starving, whether I'm not, whether I, I can afford it or whether I can't, he's going to be there comforting me in my soul. And that even if I can't have joy on this earth, I have the promise of joy in the next life and that I will rule and reign with him one day in heaven and that I will experience no pain no sorrow, no tears, and I will see uh, many of the ones that I have lost and loved over the years. And, and that's what I prepare myself and my family with, is that love of God and that future in Christ. And I hope you will too today, but I'm going to pray for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, 
for all that you do. I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to get onto this podcast and give people guidance and wisdom through these chaotic times that we face, Lord. I thank you for helping me uh, have this platform to be able to share my faith and counsel people towards you, Jesus Christ. And I pray right now, there may be those under the sound of my voice that are real skeptical of you and, and they don't understand what I'm even talking about, Lord. But I pray in the name of Jesus, you begin to work in their hearts. You begin to uh, expose yourself to them, begin to let them see you for who you really are in their life, that loving God that wants to intervene and make their lives better, not some evil tyrant that wants to try and destroy them, that we've seen our media and our government and governments of the world try to portray you as Lord Jesus. You are kind and they want to dispose your authority so that they can impose their own. But God, they will not be able to do it in the end. And we thank you that one day you're coming back to take over and you're going to make this world a better place, Lord. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you work and protect our friends here that have come through here and those that have not been able to make it today. And those that do not even care about you, God, I pray that you take care of them, Lord. Even our enemies, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. They all said, amen. I thank you for coming in to the Chaos Cast. and. Listen to me jabber on about what's going on around you that you may not have known about prior to listening to this chaos cast. But folks, be ready. Have that bag ready. Um, it may not be God's time for you to, to go during that disaster. You may survive it, and I don't want you to be miserable through it. And I want your children to have what they need through it. So be prepared. Be ready. And y'all have a good one. Thank y'all for joining us on the chaos cast. <laughs>